blazing trails, you know how Johnny moves Young black mama dropping the hottest news Like some mad attorney calling audibles When it's my set, I don't know how I'ma lose Keep it a hundred, we from the 90s dude Fresh as podcast out, we on the grind for you Stuck in your head all day, Gorilla Glue <laughs> They think they really gon' out me Pull up with the big tech, call it Silicon Valley Made it through a dark winter, it was getting so cloudy Now we got the sickest show in the whole county It's the cold world, better bundle up Gotta get the shovel when the truck is stuck In the middle of a blizzard still coming up Tuning in just so I know what is up It's the Cloud Chronicles This is the Cloud Chronicles Thank you for joining me The people that will be joining soon And the people that are going to watch later It's early so you may be on your luck Break. You didn't work. Make sure you might be playing hooky. Whatever it is, join us. Have fun, man. I got a super special guest. I got a super funny comedian. He's a Seattle native. Uh, I want you to go ahead and welcome Dustin Nickerson to the show right now. Dustin Nickerson in the building. It took a while to get here, but here he is right here. My man, Dustin. What's going on, bro? How you doing? I'm good, man. Your intro song needs more ambition. You said you're the hottest show in the county. Dream bigger, Jerry on the county. Right. Go. right. Hey. Aim it's gotta be in the world, state. right? Hey, I just started. I just started. You know, I mean, I'm I, I'm still I haven't even hit that year mark yet. So it'll be a year <laughs> in uh maybe I think June. So so I guess maybe I mean the guy who did it for me, man, he did it, he did it for free. Shout out to Precise Difference, man. So you know, hey. I, mean, I, I it, hope man. that when I, I come on in a year, you've expanded to at least like central Texas. Not, <laughs> not you don't have to go all Texas. Texas is a big state. Hottest show in central Texas in the three surrounding yeah. counties. I, I, it might have been a rhyming thing. It might have been a rhyming thing. I'm gonna have yeah, I'm I, gonna have to put you in touch with him and see if I can get you on the remix. Get you on there, <laughs> drop a hot six <laughs> hot sixteen. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm, I'll take any opportunity at this point. I will. I guess that makes sense. You know, county rhymes. That's one of the nice things about comedians. We're not tied to, you know, words don't have to rhyme. I'd there be you out. Go. <laughs> there you go. So, so Dustin, man, he is a uh, he's a comedian, man. You've seen him on the Keep, uh, Keep Your Distance uh, comedy tour. Um, he was on uh, Heart of the City, uh, Kevin Hart, uh, PBS comedy tour as well. So he's a super, super funny dude. Uh, I'm a new fan. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I met him or not met him. I, I got familiar with him a few months ago and I've been watching a lot of your YouTube videos, bro. Uh, you're hilarious, man. You're super, super funny. That's why I had to reach out to you after That's I right. saw you on. Uh, I believe it was Zooming with the Homies is what I saw you on the very first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To hear and, man, you were you were on fire, bro. I don't know what you had to eat that day. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's uh, comedies like anything. Sometimes you just kind of get in a zone, right? You're like, uh, well, I, I might have been, um, I, I think sometimes you just like, uh, you're like, you know, I don't really want to do anything other than just make fun of everybody here. And right. that's what that, it felt like it's what I did for about two hours. And everybody's such a good sport about it that you're like, all right, oh, yeah. well, I'll keep hitting this pinata. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a really funny episode, man. It, that's definitely one of my my favorite rewatches. Though. Oh, please. So I, I do want to ask you, man. I, I, let's get into your comedy background, man. So tell me how you started. Uh, what made you get into it? Yeah, so I like I grew up like in love with stand up. 
was, you know, I was, so I was like, I'm, I'm 36. So in the nineties, all comedy central was, was stand up. That's what right. it was. You just tune in and you would watch the comedy central presents. And I would just, I would tune in all the time. There were, you know, just, and when you go back and look at those lineups, they were just monsters, you know? And I was, so I was, and it was a great time. Stand up was on TV all the time. So I loved it, but I never started it. Uh, you know, I was just meandering in different careers. You know, I was like a, I was a journalist for a while. I was a terrible youth pastor for a while. I was uh, <laughs> my youth life, pastor, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, right? Like I look like a youth pastor. Um, uh, though with the mustache, mustache now I look like a cop, which has its perks. But <laughs> it, definitely, hey, it definitely does. Yeah, definitely does. You might get yeah. some free food. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. So I. Uh, uh, but then I just started, I, it's, it's not a glorious story. I just went to an open mic when I was 27. I was like, I almost was like a bucket list thing. Like, Hey, I want to try this. I've always wanted to do this. And then I did it and I just fell in love and I just didn't stop doing it. I went from never doing it to just the, the thing about standup is there's everyone's like, Oh, I can never do that. And I was like, well, you're not supposed to do it. I was supposed to do it because I want to. Do it. <laughs> right. You you feel like you can never do it, and I started it, and now for nine years I've done it at least three hundred times a year. You know, it's wow. not so. It's it, there's nothing glorious about it. It's it's a grind. You know, just yeah. You go open mics to now you get five minutes. Okay, now you get booked and you get ten minutes. Okay, now they're paying you twenty dollars and a beer. You know, it's just it's a slow process to it. And all the travel, too, you have to do, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm in Nashville right now for 12 days, you know, and I, I dink up to uh, – now, I don't usually travel that long, but, you know, I'm doing 10 shows at Zany's and then dipping up to Charlotte for a, a private gig, you know, just it's uh, – it seems glorious. And, like, the road is fun for, like, two trips, and then you're like, oh, right, no, right. This, is, this is a bummer out here. I'm I'm sad out here. I'll yeah, do yeah. to talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's is it a hard being away from the family? And all yeah, that? yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be a pretty bad dad if I said no. Right, right. I guess that was kind of, oh, hey, that was that. Brand Hey, I'm trying to get you the brownie points, man. That was that question. I was just setting you up for the. We'll be like, oh, it would be, it me. would be funny if you had some husband is like, no, man, I love it. Oh, yeah, screw the kids. They'd be like, hey, look, bro, look, I know a lot of people ain't really watching this anyway, so I'm gonna keep it. Low. So yeah, <laughs> I really love it. <laughs> but yeah, but hey, I, I I hear you on that, bro. Like I've had people be like, hey, man, why haven't you tried comedy? That's been my one reservation. Is is the travel? It's been like the travel, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, the, and there's no there's no getting around it. Like, exactly. it's not, if, not if you want to be any good, because you have to know your stuff works in San Francisco and Montgomery. You know, exactly. that's why name the greatest comedian, you know, uh, whoever it may be, Bill Burr, Chris Rock, Chappelle, you know, mm -hmm. Cat Williams, whoever it may be, their stuff works everywhere. They'll crush in Orlando and they'll crush in, you know, in Portland. You, I mean, you have to, if you want to have something that works, you've got to, you've got to go make it work on the road. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you got to just, and then when you first start, you got to go everywhere. I mean, you kind of got to yeah. get your reps in, so to speak. Right. You can't be like, eh, you know what? Nah, I don't want to go there. It's not big enough. Or Yeah. Know, no. kinda... It's one of the great things in comedy is when you get to start saying no, 
I mean, that's life in general when you're just like, nope, <laughs> that's not enough money for that. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I hope to one day reach that level. Right, right, right. <laughs> this year, this year, there's been a lot of yeses. This year, they're hey. like, hey, man, we got this. I did a youth camp, like a Christian youth camp. And they booked you. So they booked yeah. you for like, a, uh, what was it like? A, uh, what were they, event? Just comedy. Just they were like, they're okay. like, hey, we want to have a comedy night. In any okay. other year other than 2020, I'd have been like, no. And this year, I was like, how much? <laughs> <laughs> It's just, oh, you you're know. already going through your set like, OK, let me take that cuss word out. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's, or it's it, you know, with teens, they don't relate to anything that I have. So, you know, but uh, me and my wife, I use this analogy a lot and I go, you we, we call it the brown bag of money. Mm-hmm. You go, how much how much money has to be in that brown bag for me to go get it? Like if I have to go, if I have to have a go, have a hard half an hour, an hour outside of Dallas or wherever it may be, and I'm going to be gone for two days, how much money? I'm essentially, I'm not going to do comedy. I'm going to pick up a brown bag of money. (laughs) When you have that mindset, you know, then all the gigs aren't going to be fun. That's part of being a pro. Right. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. So tell me about your first set. How did that go? Three minutes. It was at Madhouse Comedy Club in downtown San Diego, and uh, it went fine. It was three minutes. There were two tables, maybe seven people there, and I told a story. Uh, I told the story of having to wrestle a girl in middle school. I was a wrestler, and I had to wrestle the girl, and uh, it, the joke got two laughs. I remember it got a laugh at the halfway point and a laugh at the end. Is that and- a true story? That is true. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's funny. I've never told that story again on stage. Uh, but it's just, you know, that's life's lose lose situation, right? There's no win. You're the guy that beat the girl. You lose. You're the dude that got whooped by the chick. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, I just retold that story and, uh, it did pretty well. And then it bombed like my next 10 sets. Like the next ones were like, but, but I got the taste, you know, it was like a, it was, it was like comedy was a very good drug dealer to me. They like gave me the first one free and then the the rest I had to pay for. Yeah. Yeah. You tried to even pay for that first one. They're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Just get a taste. You'll be back. back. (laughs) This this, this won't be back. We know. So, so you're from Seattle, right? Yeah. Okay. So you didn't do your first set there. So how was your, like your first set, like your first set going back there in front of like the hometown people? Like, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Better. Cause I was better at that point. You okay. Know? Okay. Uh, yeah. That's part of it is, is, you know, I, since I was older, it was like, I kind of had to, it, me and my family moved to San Diego and that's kind of what started. Like it would have been so weird for me to start it in Seattle. Cause everyone would be like, what are you doing? That's not, you're starting, you're 27, you're married, you have kids. So they kind of like, there was like rumors of it. Like they would see me maybe post like Dustin's doing what? So yeah, by the time I I came back, you know, a year or two in, you know, I had some chops. So that was, yeah, you had, uh, you were early. And when you're early on, a lot of friends and family come and see you. And then they're like, ah, okay. I'm not going to see you again for a while. Cause they come back another time and you haven't written any new material. Cause that takes a long time. But, you know, they keep on coming now. Right. Hey, big shout out to Miss X for uh, tuning in. What's up? 
hello to you. She was in on the last one. So, um, yeah, there you go. Hey, Dustin, you even got a big shout out from Dustin. You oh, can't buy that. You can't buy that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This isn't cameo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so tell me, man, um, the pandemic, we all went through it, um, or still kind of going through it, so to speak. Right. What, um, what did you do as far as comedy? I mean, I, I know you did the keep your distance, but Right. I mean, stuff was closed down. So what did you do, man? For as far as like, the pandemic changed my career, pandemic changed my career in uh, positive ways it, because it made me focus on my online presence. You know, I, I, I consider myself like especially then like a real purist in that like stand up is all that matters to me. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. And that's good. I think that any comic should have that approach early on. But you've got to focus on your other things to build your standup, to get people to come see you do standup. And right. I'm not, I'm a busybody. I don't, I, I hate not doing stuff. I, mm -hmm. I was editing a video until the second I clicked on this link here. You know, like I like to oh, work, yeah. work, 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 yeah. work. And so I just dug in. I was like, well, let's, let's figure this out. Let's try and build up the YouTube finally. Let's try and, you know, make more consistent video content. Let's, you know, Let's be more uh, timely and speak out on more social issues and things like right. that. And and uh, and that's kind of what got me on Kev's radar a little bit. And the and then I did that first keep your distance and it changed my career. It, it yeah. Kev, Kev and Transit said we want in the Dustin Nickerson business. They produced my special. Um, I did, uh, I did the next keep your distance, which is the one I did um, two months ago or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that set. I released that video. It's the biggest YouTube video I've ever had. You know, it's, it's uh, almost at 600,000 in a month, which for me is staggering, you know? Um, and then some of the clips did really well, got on different shows. So, I mean, it's not like I'm rolling all this, but it was the pandemic in, in a lot of ways for me, because I, all I had was that. And then the other thing that I started doing is I was touring people's backyards. I, I just threw a thing out and I was like, who wants me to come to their backyard? And okay. I did. And I did like 30, actually probably closer to like 30, 40 backyard shows to my fans directly. And I do that still now. I'm doing another one two weekends from now, just four backyards in Iowa. I just drive to a different city and go perform in people's backyards. So I'm an indie guy. Like I'm from Seattle, right? I like independent. I like me. I don't like being owned. I have no reps. I don't have management. I don't want that. You know, okay. now you get to a certain level where you might need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it, for me, it was great. Cause it's like, all right, this is all I got. You know, I've got my jokes. I've got my phone. I've got, you know, my laptop and, and, and let's see what we can make with this. Right. Right. Yeah. No, man, that's cool. That, yeah. I definitely, I can uh, I can appreciate the the independent route, man. It's definitely. I mean, you're gonna get to that point, though. You're gonna get to, well, <laughs> you're gonna yeah. get to that point. <laughs> well, you hope so, but you also like. Here's the thing: like, I don't. I like to set realistic goals, I, and I don't like my goals being in other people's hands. So when people say like, "Oh man, I want to be on the Tonight Show," well, yeah, I'd like to be on the Tonight Show, but I don't decide if I'm on the Tonight Show. Right. One guy, there's one guy in this whole world that decides whether or not you're on The Tonight Show. So why am I putting my goals in his hands? I don't want that up to him in any way. My goals are mine. That's right. the, I want stuff that I can control. And fame and 
you know, whether or not you pop, like there's that, that stuff's a little bit outside of your control. I just go, my first goal was to be a professional comic. This is my job. This is what I do. And now I just, now I'll just, uh, my, my, my goals are just to work hard and build a fan base and you, you hope that happens. But you also know, like, it's a little outside of my control. The only thing I can do is control my work ethic. Like, I'm not like, oh man, I want to be Jim Gaffigan. Like that's, that's a right. theory that doesn't, you know, what does right. that mean? You know, I just, I want to have respect amongst my peers and I want to work harder than everybody else. Those are my goals. I like it. I like it. I like it. So I, while I got you here, I definitely, I got to ask you, man, I'm a fan of it. First of all, so I'm not, I'm not making fun. Why flannel? Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's talk flannel. Yeah. Yeah. The flannel, talk flannel for a minute. <laughs> I know. I know. I, uh, you know, I'm off stage right now, so I'm in my, my civvies. I don't know. If I, you know I didn't even recognize you. That's the funny. I didn't I know. know right? I, I didn't know who this guy was. I was like, can you go get Dustin for me, please? I, I know. know when I go no flannel, if I go no flannel and no glasses, people, I'm fully anonymous, you know, exactly. That's a good, I actually, that, so I worked with George Wallace two or three years ago, legend in the comedy. We were at comedy magic club in Hermosa beach. George comes in, he's wearing a pink leather jacket and everyone's <laughs> clowning on him and he he pulls like we're about in the hallway and everyone's still kind of making fun of it and he go he said you need to wear on stage whatever makes you feel most like you and he goes this makes me feel most like me and i'm a seattle kid from the 90s like that's what we wore that's all we wore like that's it it's we wear flannels and it kind of it really did stick with me and as like a uniform if i go like this is this is this makes me feel like me this makes me feel like who i am in my own skin and uh thank god that uh you know flannels are in a resurgence right now and there's a lot of varieties otherwise i would have like two flannels. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. The, 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 that shirt is come back into style like like oh yeah People are just wearing it now. It's not oh, even, yeah. it's not, it's not the worker it. shirt anymore. But exactly. it's a, that story reminds me, I was like, man, Dustin reminds me of the kid in elementary that wore the uh, the flannel around his waist and he had the Promise shirt and he yeah. introduced me to Promise. And it was like the first time I'd ever listened oh, to him. Oh, yeah. That's why yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a yeah, 90s kid too. So I mean, I'm cool. That's fun, babe. Yeah, man. He introduced me to Promise. He introduced me to Green Day. Yeah, uh, he was, just, you know, I mean, I had heard, you know, I knew who these people were and I knew that, but he just really, he was like, no, bro, he was like, you got to like, it. he was like, it doesn't matter. He, he was, and I, I think I even asked him, I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, do they like black people though? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a kid, I'm like a little kid. I was like, is this, it's like, is this cool? Yeah. And he's like, bro, it doesn't matter, man. And he was yeah. like, I mean, that's how I felt listening to Biggie in the 90s. I'm like, am I allowed to do this? I like this. Yeah. But am I allowed to yeah. like I know I can't sing yeah. a lyric of this, but I yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That that's cool. I love the flannel though, man. I think they, oh, they, they definitely gotta come back, man. Definitely gotta come back. So you said you are um where again you're doing some shows? I'm in Nashville right now. Okay, and you're performing yeah. there? Yeah, at Zany's Comedy Club, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I was gonna ask you before I let you get out of here. Um, did you have any like projects that you're working on getting ready to come out or um you know, uh, where you're at right now, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, the, um, I mean, yes, yeah, nothing I can 
talk too much about right now, but I don't. Right, have- right. I know oh, we yeah. got some big stuff in the works. You yeah. know, <laughs> I mean, literally, you probably do, and you literally cannot speak on it right there's, now. There's so. One or two things, yeah, that I can't talk right. about right now that I'm working on, but the, um, you know, the biggest thing is like that's one of the hard things. Like, um, I feel like in any business, and you know this with your pod. You're always you're always doing two things, right? There's like two channels of like that you have to pay attention to. There's the sustain, which is I just have to do all the normal things. I have to like I have a podcast that comes out every Tuesday. I have to work on that. I have to make sure I'm on that. I'm I'm trying to put out a, a YouTube. I, I'm putting out YouTube a new YouTube video every Monday from st- uh, all stand up. Like I I'm just doing okay. And then I'm trying to put out TikToks and reels and topical jokes. Yes. That's the sustain. But you and when you, you can get caught up in the sustain, well, you have to do the other one, which is innovate. You have to do new things. And you right. can't let this dominate all of the innovate over here. So that's that's you know, right now all the kind of innovate went into the special and then the YouTube thing. And I'm like, okay, well, now that that's rolling a little bit and subs are at least at a somewhat respectable number there what's kind of the next innovate thing and honestly i'm still kind of tinkering with some stuff right there there's some like i said some stuff you know that i'm working on i can't talk about right now but if people want to check out my stuff i I push them yeah the pod and it's called don't make me come back there and then i have my special on amazon which came out in november and then uh yeah you know check out my youtube channel where i'm posting clips pretty regularly now you know right right okay so uh, I'm, I want to ask you, do you have any advice for young comedians? Uh, just, you know, not even young comedians, just people just starting at comedy, podcasting, whatever they're starting at. Do you got any advice for them? And uh, do you have any shout outs you want to give to? Um, yeah, I mean, advice. I mean, the, people say this in stand up all the time, and it really is kind of the only advice, which is get on stage. And I think that that's true of of whatever creative thing that you're working on, there's an equivalent of just getting on stage, you know? Oh, you podcasting, we'll just start making the podcast, just start putting it out there and be prepared to have a hundred downloads for a while, you know, and it, not to work out. And what I, what to me is, what I'm trying to focus on is to, and what I would try and encourage anyone is make work that you're proud of and then see what happens if people resonate with it great you know but their approval and your numbers cannot be the goal the goal has to be make work and art and entertainment that is authentic to you that is genuine to you i feel like that's a little bit while why some of my stuff is starting to hit stride too is like if you take the the clip that did really well my last kev on stage thing it was just kind of me living in my own skin which is, you know, I'm the only white guy here. And let's have fun with that. And let's talk about the things that I want to and my unique perspective. And then it becomes an advantage. Like you are in, take that setting where you're the only white guy there. Some people are intimidated by that. And I go, oh, I have the easiest job here. I have an advantage. My, I'm the only one who comes into all of this with that perspective. I'm, you know, I'm not an outsider because these are friends and family, you know, but I look like an outsider. Right, right. (laughs) So I've, you know, and then when it, if it, if people resonate with it, great. But if not, you know, it kind of was 
you know, it is for them because you're an entertainer. But when you start to find that rhythm of, of grinding and working super hard and then your art, your entertainment becomes very authentic to you, you're almost bulletproof. You're almost kind of above being canceled or, you know, people not liking your stuff. I think that's why I rock so heavy when people leave me negative comments. I, I post them all the time. I post, I post, I, you, if you follow me on Instagram, you know this. Like I post. Yeah, yeah I, I follow you. So <laughs> oh, man, all the trolls, I post all of them. And I just go like, this was never for you. This, if you're not, you know, I don't need everybody. There's a lot of people out there. Last June, I lost like a third of my fan base because I was very outspoken on the BLM stuff. I was like going home. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And yeah. as we were leaving, it was just like good riddance. I mean, right. I'm, and I'm not trying to disrespect their beliefs. What I'm saying is what I'm doing, what I'm selling, you're not buying. You were going to leave eventually anyways. I, I don't need exactly. all of you. I'm trying to find the people that really rock heavy yeah. with what I do. And that's, that's the best because now the following that I do have, and it's not so massive, that's what I mean and that I'm almost bulletproof because like I did a joke on that show of comparing masks to guns and people say you live in fear. Oh yeah. You're just living in fear with your mask. Oh yeah. Really? What are all those guns for? You know? And my favorite comments on those videos were people who are like, Oh man, I, I love guns, but this is a good joke. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I mean, just, I mean, yeah, like I, I mean, I'm from Texas, so I'm from Texas. Yeah. So I like guns, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's part of the, you know, it's part of Texas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just how it is. And I live in the country. We, I, I mean, if there's no part of the day, of the week where there's somebody just not in the backyard, just, just there you go, just firing yeah. it off. I mean, it's normal. But you, but you want people who want that, and then they go, but I do rock with this joke. That's funny. Yes. You know, right. I see the irony. I see wherever it is. So yeah, that'd be my advice. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, did you uh? Got any shout outs you want to give, man, before I let you out of here? I mean, there's, uh, I mean, we're connected to, you know, through Tahir and Kev, so I can certainly give a shout out to them. Uh, you know, that's, uh, every I got to get those guys on here, man. I can't help you with that, but <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I can't, I can't level you up. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm trying to get them on my stuff too. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll definitely give a shout out to him. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, well, hey, Brad, if you don't have any other shout outs you want to give, um, I appreciate you joining me today, man. This Absolutely. was super cool. Yeah, thanks, uh, Oh, no problem, man. No problem. If you ever want to come back on, you're always welcome. Always welcome. Always Perfect. Welcome. Thanks, my friend. The flannel king. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'll wear flannel. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it, it's cool, man. It's cool. Hey, once anytime you're a, they see you, once you're in a hoodie, you're just like, oh, I don't ever want to get out of this, you know, bro. That's my that's my dress is the hoodie and and oh, like yeah. some sweatpants. Like if I ever yeah. hit the stage, hoodie sweatpants. That's yeah. that's gonna be my. Comfort if I could zone. pull it off, I absolutely would. <laughs> All right, man. We're gonna get out of here, man. This is the Cloud Chronicles. I'm Jerry and Blaze. This is Dustin Nickerson. Thank uh, thank y'all for joining us. Thank y'all for watching. Later. Hey. Uh, mental health is real. Take care of this. It'll take care of you. Tell somebody you love them. Drink some water. Like, share, subscribe, all that good jazz. You know how it goes. And go follow Dustin on, on um, Instagram. What's your, it's Dustin Nickerson, right? Yeah, I'm at Dustin Nickerson everywhere. So 
Yep, y'all go drop uh, drop him a follow if you are not already. All right, so we're gonna get out of here. Peace, love you, bye.